Hello, lovely ladies. I'm really excited about this episode. Ooh, why is that? Well, we get to interview one of our very own, the superintendent of Corona Norco Unified School District, Dr. Michael Lynn. Mm, we have friends in very high places now. Yes, this world of podcasting is filled with power players and celebrities. Dr. Lynn has served as our superintendent since 2012, and Ivy sat down to chat about developing our district's capacity for leaders and leadership. Yes, according to Dr. Lynn, a leader can sit in any seat. And we sat in the seats in the superintendent's office to learn more, and we weren't even in trouble. We're gonna go ahead and dive into our first question, and it's based off of a magazine that featured an article about you in 2015, Ed Week magazine. And the article was titled, Leaders to Learn From. In that article, you really spoke of how developing capacity for leadership is the key. And can you explain why this is so important in public education today? I can, but before I begin, and I mentioned kind of the foundation of the founding um, cohort, and when it comes to leadership development for the school district, I have to give a lot of credit to Dr. Beckler, who, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, was the former superintendent here uh, prior to myself and who has been, been a mentor uh, to me. And he uh, was a very, very, um, if, if you will, a pioneer, but very big mm-hmm. um, developing leaders. So I learned a lot of this from, from Dr. Beckler. And so, in fact, the leadership seminar, which maybe we'll get a little bit of opportunity to talk about uh, later, he brought that program into the school district. Mm, okay. So um, I just continue to expand that good work here and continue to develop that capacity. And so um, leaders to learn from, I was very fortunate to be selected. But again, that's all because of the good work that I'm able to continue to do. And so my job is trying to refine it and kind of look at the needs we have um, currently and versus in the past and try to continue to calibrate that work to meet the needs of today's leaders. So um, I was very fortunate. But I think what's what's really, um, really, really exciting for me is that Corona North Unified School District and the way we develop leaders and the mm-hmm. way we look at the importance of developing future leaders was really the highlight of that, uh, you know, the war and the ceremony behind that. So anyway, I am just very happy and blessed to be able to represent. Here at Cronenarco Unified School District, we have two programs, uh, leadership programs in particular, and it's Leadership Seminar 1 and Leadership Seminar 2, which you just spoke mm-hmm. of. And would you mind sharing um, with our audience the purpose of these courses because it's not just single seminars. They're really um, maybe about a year mm-hmm. worth of, of different courses right. that, that very, take place. Very true. So I mentioned Dr. Beckler earlier. So he brought in the uh, the foundation um, of Leadership Seminar 1. So the purpose at the time is to, again, developing leadership capacity. And, mm-hmm. and I remember every uh, session um, in terms of the coursework that we have, we always lead off by reminding people that this is really not um, a workshop or a course of work to develop future administrators. Mm-hmm. That may lead into that, but that is really not the purpose. The purpose is really to develop individual leadership capacity as classroom teachers, um, as educators. Mm-hmm. And, and so we looked at um, you know a lot of book studies and um, guest speakers coming in looking at developing your own personal capacity. So that's what Leadership One is all about. And going back to the leadership in four directions and lead yourself, lead your peers and subordinate and your boss. And all of that really is to examine yourself and your own leadership style. And, and I, I would imagine all of you, I think, went through 
the leadership seminar one, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you may recall, right, some of the self-discovery, right, your right. own heroes and people you look up to, why is that the case? And have that really an exchange um, of self-discovery mm-hmm. and find out who you are, find your your true strength right. uh, and capitalize on that and, and, and move forward. So it's really, again, looking inwardly, looking at developing your own capacity. That was a leadership seminar one. Um, I continue, as I mentioned before, to continue to try to expand and, and increase the opportunity and try to make it a little bit more fitting for our needs and realize that after those of you who've gone through leadership seminar one, um, there was a deep desire to continue to learn more. So that's when uh, I brought in leadership to um, my second year as a superintendent, back in 2013. And so with the help of folks like Dr. Sam Rostro, Lisa Simon, uh, we're able to take that leadership seminar two and kind of go into a little bit of a different direction. It is still leadership capacity development, but it's more in the arena of looking at now working in an organization within mm-hmm. your group. Mm-hmm. So it is that interactive level uh, of now moving forward as your impact um, the students you teach and the people you work with in leadership seminar too. A little bit more refined, a little bit more focused. And I think that that's what I value um, most from both of them, not just who or understanding who you are as a leadership, but really seeing how you fit within certain organizations and what you have to learn from and what you bring to the table and where your impact lies in different areas. We hear the phrase culture of leadership a lot in many different industries, not just in education. Um, but what exactly does it mean to build a culture of leadership? And, and most importantly, how do you know when you have it? What does it look like? What does it sound like? Culture is something that has to uh, be able to sustain itself. Otherwise, it's not a culture. And so no different than the, uh, the leadership culture. And so for Corona and Rockwell to have this culture, um, we have to continue that good work and we have to be consistent and persistent about, about that work. And so leadership seminar one, as an example, we are in our 15th year. Wow. Right? Wow. And, uh, and so as we continue to move forward, that sustainability I think is part of the reason why we're strong and we're able to sustain this culture because we bring in good people. And, and uh, these are truly the cream of the crop. And Corona Norco, I'm very, very pleased to say that we're a very deep, talented um, organization. And to find folks like that is not easy because our, our pool is so deep. Mm. And, when, and as you know, you guys all had to put in an application <laughs> and write letter recommendation to be accepted. And that's a tough um, task to do because we have so many talented teachers, classified employees, and to try to get the cream of the crop and try to have a diverse representation of all of us um, is not an easy task, but it's a good challenge to have, right? So people speak for themselves. So they go through leadership seminar one, and they talk to each other. They talk to uh, other folks, and they go through two. Now they're again talking to each other and other folks, and it's becoming word of mouth. And I think the words on the street is that it's a very, very worthwhile um, time invested, nonetheless, um, capacity building um, commitment because truly it is a commitment. This mm-hmm. isn't, as you know, a four-hour um, coursework. It's throughout the year, <laughs> right? And there's a lot of personal time involved and, and commitment. And there's homework, there's you know self-reflection, reading, and so on and so forth. So you got to want to commit to this work and can, to get better and to to develop your capacity. And so uh, I think again, it's because of the people you have the people who believe in in the, in the system in the work that we're doing. And after so many years now. 
um, it is a, I believe, um, a culture that can't sustain itself. Um, in addition, what qualities in our, some of our listeners, especially you know, around the nation who might be looking to come to our district or those who are even still within our district, we want to know what is Dr. Lynn looking for as far as qualities in a leader? Um, are there any that are more important than others? And this is purely you know, your opinion. You sure. know that leadership is made up of many different sure. qualities, sure. but what do you look for? Right. Great question, and and I get asked that a lot, quite honestly. And, and I had a mentor years ago, taught me the simple concept of, of um, again, we do a lot of acronyms in, in education. Here's another one, <laughs> CPR, and okay. it's not the CPR that you think about when it comes to resuscitation um, and trying to save a life. It stands for content, process, and relationship. Okay. And when I was younger. I remember I thought you, know, you go out there and conquer the war by being knowledgeable, by just know your content, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then you'll be okay. Little did I know, the older I get and the more experience I have in the leadership capacity, I realize content is very important, but process is even more important because how do you influence, how do you make changes is through process. And um, later on I realized, gosh, these two um, areas are important for leadership. But the third, R, stands for relationship. It's even bigger and more important because the work that we do, it's all about people, mm-hmm. uh, how it impacts people, how you work collaboratively together. And to be a leader, you can only truly be a leader if folks are willing to follow you. Otherwise, you're leading no one, right? Mm-hmm. And so positional mm-hmm. title alone doesn't really do much, if anything, actually, for leaders, especially in public education. And so content, process, relationship, in that balance is what I look for, um, especially because the work that we do impacts people. Words of wisdom from Dr. Lin. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> At the end of each interview, we have this segment, which is um, our theme across all of our, our podcasts for CNUSD EdChat, and it's called Tomorrow, This Week, and This Month. And with so many changes occurring in 21st century education and learning, what advice can you give to teachers and families uh, about things to try tomorrow, things to try this week, and things to try this month? That's a very interesting question, and i actually been giving some thought, um, and, and knowing you, Ivy, that I figured when these kind of questions could come, you know, from left <laughs> field, you got to get ready for it. But I thought it was very um, interesting and timely because we're so busy and caught up with, um, you know, the good and hard, honest work that we're doing for kids. And, and sometimes, you know, you can't help but to be too focused, and I mentioned balance a little bit earlier. Um, I, too, have a coach. Um, you know, we want to continue to, to, to develop as an individual. And um, so on that note, my coach and I have been working the past six months or so actually on the whole notion of mindset or mm. mindfulness, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and mindfulness is, is really, a, as you probably know, a way of, of really clearing your mind and bringing focus to work that you do. Um, some meditation involved, but really it's again about bringing focus and that exercise, that simple um, concept, but it's yet to accomplish because it takes practice uh, of uh, mindfulness is what I've been practicing. So if there's anything um, that I can share, it's actually not so much about the obvious work that we do, which is teaching and learning. It's really trying to reach that balance and maybe step aside a little bit from the work that we do on the day to day and try to bring in a little bit more balance and peace and focus to yourself because it works within you. And the more balanced you are, the more at peace you are, the more uh, energy and focus you can bring to you, you can then bring that into the work that you do as a leader. So uh, I will share that with parents, 
um, even with little kids. Mm-hmm. You know, the little bit of things you can practice in mindfulness helps bring synergy and focus to kids even when they do the homework. Mm-hmm. Or you maybe struggle a little bit when you go home in the evening and trying to, have, trying to help your kids to, uh, to complete their homework, and you may need a little bit of that yourself. <laughs> so I would say balance and you know, going through uh, the notion of mindful um, um, and uh, mindfulness and its practices, um, meditation, things like that, even just breathing exercises, it's, it's helpful. Okay. All right, and that is definitely something that should be tried tomorrow, this week, and this month. I know that's one thing that I have continually been practicing, and that's one of the the hot, I don't want to call them hot topics, but one of the major themes in leadership, too, Mm -hmm. uh, just really working on being more mindful of self. So, again, we want to thank you so much for your time today and for sharing this message with everyone, and we look forward to sharing it with our listeners. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Keep up the good work, you guys. Thank you. Both of you have gone through leadership seminar, correct? Yes. Yes, we have. And how did you develop as leaders in this amazing program? Well, I just really loved the opportunity to learn and grow from our amazing leaders and kind of hearing from everybody who sits in a different seat. And I know I really appreciated the book studies and the dialogue where you really were reflecting upon who you were as a leader and sort of what your defaults are as a as an educator, um, just to be aware so that you can move forward and have a, a bigger impact throughout the district. You know, I was surprised by Dr. Lin's response to our last question of what to try tomorrow, this week, and this month. Oh, why, why is that? I really just didn't expect his answer of practicing the importance of mindfulness, but I really appreciate that a superintendent can remind us to have that balance. I agree. And CNUSD employees, every fall, there is an application for leadership seminar. So we encourage you to apply, grow yourself, and serve our district and our students. And if you're not at CNUSD, how does your district or organization develop the capacity for leaders? Continue the conversation on our Facebook page at CNUSD EdChat. You can find resources and extra videos with our guests. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CNUSD EdChat. And I think I'm going to have to apply for a leadership seminar. Cool for it, Kate. You'll love it. Yes. Thank you for joining us for another episode. See you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you would like to comment on their podcast, go to cnusd.k12.ca.us slash edchat. And be sure to follow them on Twitter and Facebook at CNUSD EdChat to let them know which topics you are interested in. This episode was written and produced by Kate Jackson, Anne-Marie Cortez, Kim Kemmer, and me, Ivy Yule Eldridge. It was also edited by Ken Pucci.